0: Hi, and welcome to the podcast channel for podcastmybusiness.com.au, and today we have Chris from um, the Philippines, and look, Chris is a new friend of mine on Facebook, and we had a chat the last week or two, and Chris is an Australian stuck overseas, and I thought it'd be great to have an interview with an Aussie stuck overseas, so how are you going there, Chris? I'm
1: very good. Yourself?
0: Yeah, look, not bad, not bad. And, and um, it's uh, amazing the uh, where we are in the world that Australia, we had recently in Sydney to a couple that had tested positive for COVID and have imposed some minimal restrictions in Sydney. Yep. How's things where you are?
1: It, it's a bit crazy. We're, we're coming up on... Fourteen months of lockdown, as as they call it here, they have they have different types of lockdowns. Um, the The current is like a general community lockdown, where it's effectively essential travel. Um, if you're working, then uh, then you're allowed to be outside, but otherwise, you you really should be staying home and, um, especially elderly or very young, so people under sixteen and over sixty, I believe it is. Uh, are not allowed to to be out currently. So, fourteen months. Um, it's yeah, it's definitely a long time to be uh, sort of stuck in stuck in the house for the majority of the time.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, again, um, I think we've had a couple of lockdowns, certainly in Melbourne, and they were the last one. They were locked down for a couple of months. Yeah. The UK has been locked down for pretty much six months, uh, and the US and what have you. And where you are, so fourteen months of lockdown. Yep. And what's the expectation for them to be able to unlock down?
1: I think at this stage, it's it's really dependent on the vaccination drive. I think it, they've they've vaccinated something like one percent of the population to date, which would be uh, like politicians and first liners, um, nurses, doctors, etc. I think are the the first off the. Uh, off the rank to get their vaccinations, and then it will slowly trickle down to, to everybody else.
0: Wow. Okay. So, how does it feel being overseas with this sort of event occurring?
1: I guess the it's mixed. The yeah, you know, I obviously chose to be here uh, for work purposes, and and I also have a partner and a, a young son. He's just turned one. Uh, so, so it was my choice to be here. So, you know, I have to deal with that in its own, in my own way, however I need to. Um, but it, it does get a little bit tough at times when you see, uh, like I'm from Adelaide originally. So I think going back three months or four months, they had a, a four day lockdown and seeing all the social media with all my friends complaining about four days. I I had to uh, disconnect for a couple of days there. So I didn't rage at anyone.
0: Mm. Well, hang on, Adelaide. I thought Adelaide was always permanently like being in a lockdown anyway.
1: Uh, As far as I know, it's pretty much normal there.
0: Um, No, no, what I mean as in not much happening.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. That's why I (laughs) (laughs) live. No, I I always say Adelaide's a a great place to grow up and a a great place to grow old. It's just a little bit boring in the middle. Um, Mm. So, yeah, I've, I've tended to every few years. Go abroad and, and work overseas or live overseas. Um, mm. Yeah.
0: Okay. And, you know, you, again, you've been fortunate to keep your clients because um, what you do is important and, and worthwhile. And being remote, and of course, we're doing this interview remotely, yeah. the online has boomed. So I guess that's been a bit of a savior for you.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely one of the lucky ones. Over here, I've got expat friends who have been made redundant and trying to get home and can't get flights or, um, you know, the, just trying to get everything lined up to get back has been hard for some people, depending on where they are in the Philippines. Uh, so, you know, I'm fortunate I've maintained my income and, um, yeah, count my blessings on on that front for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've used a, a, a good phrase there uh, count your blessings and I, I say to people, look, you know I, I hope it's led to an outbreak of people being thankful. Um because I don't think there's been there was enough thankfulness. Yeah. Previously, I think we were heading full blown into just being centered on ourselves and now hopefully the community's reaching out a lot more. So is that how you're helping hoping to oh, Managing to survive over there at the moment
1: through through my work and things like that. You or, mean? or
0: through being having the community around you.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's um, I've got my my partner obviously and and her family, um, and my son, which has uh, yeah, definitely been a, a, a beautiful year of of getting to know him. Which, you know, in truth, I if I if we weren't in lockdown, I would have been traveling for work. I would have been, you know, out having meetings so you know he hasn't had a day yet that he hasn't woken up and been able to see my face and give me a cuddle and stuff like that so Mm. that's Mm. definitely a big positive out of all of this craziness for me is um you know i've been able to see him growing up and i haven't missed any milestones or anything like that
0: Mm. yeah and i think again that's another great point that um you know i was living with someone um during COVID last year and a neighbour I'm very close with, she's like a daughter, and we spent a lot of time together last year, yeah. and that was pretty good. And now this year, it's all different, and, you know, she moved out, and, you know, I'm seeing less of both of them, which is normal, and that's fine, because I've seeing a lot of them in the extreme anyway. So you're right, there's there's lots of benefits if you can find them. So yeah. what are the – to look at the word benefits – what other positives has this experience been for you?
1: I think I think perspective. We sort of touched on a little bit earlier, but it, it definitely has put the the things that I value about being in Australia to the forefront. Uh, that I you know not neglected or, or you know didn't dismiss previously, but um, you definitely appreciate those things a lot more. Um, I I always did a, a a bit of volunteer work over here as well and and work with some of the you know the truly poor people that that we have obviously some of that in australia but not to the levels that that you see over here and um again it, it puts it into perspective that they were they were struggling day-to-day prior to COVID, and um you know we can't even get in there now and help those communities because we're not allowed to um so we try and stay in touch as much as possible with them. But, you know, the 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 kids that I used to work with, um, you know, I don't I don't know how they're going. Um mm-hmm. so, you know, it does make you value the things that you've got, the the loved ones and and the friends and family that check in on you and and all those types of things a lot more than than you kind of we all get busy and we all kind of just go about our day to day lives at times and and we're not really aware of the things that are sort of moving around us as much as, as as they are now, when I when I sort of reflect on what I'm doing and and what I can do to help people around me, um, yeah, it definitely has changed that mindset a lot over the past twelve months plus with COVID.
0: Yeah, and I think that's again, you know, that's another reason why I wanted to have you on because, you know, we've been here in Australia, we've had. Lots of government support, lots of government yeah. money. People are whinging about, "Oh, when we're we going to get the vaccine?" Well, you know, we don't need the vaccine at the moment. We need it sometime. It'd be nice sometime this year. Yeah. Um, but it'd be nice sometime this year, so we can go travelling.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Not um, not to reduce the death rate or the infection rate, just so we can go travelling and have people come over here.
1: Yeah, it's it's it it definitely is as someone who's and and the Philippines is not the worst place in the world like obviously the US got absolutely smashed with it um India currently I've got some some uh, partners that I work with out of India and and something like half of their team ended up with covid and and um you know their the whole business basically shut down um in the last sort of month or so uh, mm. so yeah it, it, it's interesting that the focus that people have on on things that are not as not selfish per se, but um, in the grand scheme of things, you know, mm. not that important, really.
0: Yeah, and I think that's right. We, we've been fortunate. We've got the budget coming out tonight, and um, that's going to throw like $10 billion for infrastructure and yep. $10 billion for aged care and all these sort of things that, you know, a lot of other countries don't even <laughs> – they, they they can't even contemplate. Yeah. Things like that at the moment.
1: Yeah, definitely not without foreign investment, which is kind of where we're at in, in the Philippines. Is any kind of any uh, spending done on, on things like infrastructure at the moment are, are from foreign foreign investment coming in, and there's obviously a, uh, a pill to swallow with, with taking that level of investment.
0: Mm, yeah, from a country which we won't get into the geopolitical side of things. I yeah. know it's a bit controversial over there that... <laughs> That that country has been told basically to piss off by one politician, and others are saying, "No, no, don't don't do that. We yeah. want your money." And they're going, "Well, these are the strings, or oh, whatever it is." Yeah. Um, but yeah, and and you know, you can be forced into that situation, so yeah, that's part of it as well. Cool. Okay. So, what is it that you actually do?
1: So my my primary purpose for coming over here was was to to help build technical teams, um, so software teams over here. I started doing that in a previous role for for that company, and and took a lot of learnings out of that exercise, uh, especially on recruiting the right people for teams and and finding good cultural fits, and then the retention of staff. So turnover here is 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 pretty pretty atrocious if you're not careful, and so putting the right uh, like frameworks in place to to ensure retention, ensure good culture. Um, You know, the the people that I hired what nine years ago now are still in place with that company and I still have regular engagements with them and they still reach out for advice and and mentorship and things like that. So really the services that I was I, I offer are around building those more technical teams, not just the not just the admin roles and the finance sort of back end bookkeeping roles and things like that, but also skilled professionals in software development, senior developers, uh, support agents, um, things like that. And, yeah, just working with the primarily Australian companies on on building up their teams here so that they can grow faster.
0: Excellent. Okay. Well, that's a role that's going to be pretty important in the future anyway. So I can just see you'll touch down briefly in Adelaide next year.
1: Uh, yeah, hopefully next then, year is the plan. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then um, stay there for a few months and then go, oh, you know what, yeah, time to get out again.
1: <laughs> Maybe. The, the the dream really between my partner and I is that probably the uh, the harsh winters we'll spend over here in the Philippines and, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'll align that with work commitments and then uh, during summer and spring in the nicer weather we'll, we'll probably stay in Adelaide. So that's sort of the dream is to split our time across the two countries, but... We need things a little bit more normal before we can uh, contemplate that.
0: Well, you know, I, I I've was talking to somebody ages ago and I said, well, you know, every business should have a contingency plan. I'm going, yeah, there's contingency plans and yep. then there's the world turning to shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I, I think, um, yeah, no one could have predicted that this was coming and, and the 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 scale at which it was going to affect businesses, um, from, from small to large, which it's the first time we've seen, you know, even the GFC didn't affect businesses at the same level that COVID did because you had people who there was opportunities during the GFC. um, you know, whereas that's not really the case unless you were in a very, very niche market that could benefit selling masks for example. That's right. Um, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's been crazy. I've I've seen a real sort of peaks and troughs with people interested in offshoring um, over this Mm -hmm. period. Obviously, when it first started hitting, people didn't know what was going to happen with their revenue streams and things like that. So a lot of people kind of stepped back from it. But now as things start to open up and they realize they still need to operate, um, they're starting to look now for yeah, and, and it is a contingency potentially um, for this type of stuff in the future, but uh, I think it's more about doing it smart and and everyone being forced to go remote through COVID has sort of highlighted that this is a an operational approach that can work um, and can work very effectively if you have the right tools, the right people in place.
0: Yeah, and I think that's, that's exactly what it comes down to. Um, you know, I think it's been a shock for Lots of people working from home, going, "Oh, look, it's fantastic!" And then now they're going, "Well, no, working from home isn't so good." Um, There's definitely pros and cons. Absolutely, yeah. Um,
1: And it it takes a certain mindset to do it effectively. When I when I first started working from home, um, you know, I won't I won't lie. Anything shiny distracted me. um, But it, you know, it takes the right kind of mindset to say, "Okay, I'm going to have an hour of focus time, and everything's off, phones off." You know yeah, whatever it is that might distract you is a is way, um, it, it, yeah, it definitely takes that kind of commitment to doing it right, but it has a lot of benefits in terms of, like I mentioned, family time and connection with those people closest to you. Um, mm. You know, you, finding that balance can can be really, really rewarding potentially.
0: Mm. Absolutely, and you've got to find the time to do all of that, and that's where the efficiency come in, and that's why mm. I many people look you know, podcasts, um, omni-channel marketing opportunities, but that's okay. Cool. Anything else you'd like to add?
1: No, no, that's that's, that's fine. It was good to talk.
0: All right, great. Okay, and um, thanks so much for your time.
1: Great. Speak to you soon.